This is Right from the Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? (laughs) As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you. Bringing interviews, inspiration, and information to encourage, refresh, and equip you to embrace the deep, to find your truest story, your truest message in the deep places. You can get the episode show notes, lots more information and encouragement, and your free audio download, Five Crucial Ways to Safeguard Your Writer's Heart, at writefromthedeep.com. Hi, guys. Here's what's happening with the Right From The Deep team. Well, first of all, I'm doing this part alone. That's because Karen is under the weather right now, so um, I'm praying she feels better soon, and she will join me for the show in just a little bit here. Second, thank you to all our patrons on Patreon. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, I can't tell you how much you encourage us. And special thanks to our January sponsor of the month, Bobby Uptograph. You can find out more about another important cause that she sponsors at friendsofrenancer.com, which is a ministry to support children in Honduras, giving them assistance in all kinds of ways, including scholarships. So that's very cool. That's friendsofrenancer.com, F-R-I-E-N-D-S-O-F-R-E-N-A-C-E-R.com. And now, here's the show. Hello, listeners. Welcome to The Deep with us. We're glad you're joining us. Today, we want to talk about hearing God. We're Christians, right? We're followers of Christ, yet many of us struggle to hear God, to know where God is leading us, to know His will for us. Like maybe we have a big decision to make, or we just need direction, or we want a closer relationship with Christ. Maybe we hear other people saying things like, God told me, you know, this or that. And here we are, we're asking, we're praying, we're seeking, and yet we hear nothing. Why? Well, here are some possible reasons that we struggle with hearing God. First, maybe we don't know how to listen. So let's think about it. What is listening? One of Webster's definitions says to hear something with thoughtful attention, to give consideration. I'd say listening is a state of thoughtful, receptive focus. It's sincere engagement. You're focusing your mind and your heart to give something your attention. We live in a noisy world that bombards us every day. We've lost the ability to stop and focus, to savor silence. We've lost the ability to give quiet attention to much of anything, let alone careful consideration. This is a skill that many of us need to practice. We need to start by listening to people. Yeah. You know, you probably have coworkers, family, friends who all want someone to listen to them. And it will help you learn to listen to God if you will focus on listening to them. Right. And sometimes, you know, there's a difference, okay, in how we listen. Like when I would, when I was living in uh, Oklahoma, I listened to tornado sirens every Saturday (laughs) at noon. That's when they tested them. The sky is blue, the sun is shining, and I can ignore their screeching, wailing, whining sound for five solid minutes. Okay. But when the sky is dark and the wind is whipping through my backyard trees and they're swirling in scary circles, you better believe. I am now tuned into those sirens because they're going to communicate to me when and if I need to take shelter. Because truly, guys, in less than a minute, a mile wide F5 tornado can form and head straight for my house. Well, that's a different kind of listening, but that's the kind of listening we need to do 
all the time. That's what we need to practice. You know, anytime someone might be telling you something important, they might be reaching out for help, they might be sharing wisdom you need, or God might be speaking to your heart and you are not tuned in. You're distracted. I see this most often in marriages, especially, you know, I experience it in my own marriage. Don and I are so familiar with each other and he'll say something to me and I think I'm listening. But five minutes later, I think to myself, what did he just say? Right. We have to have that focused, attentive listening ability with those that we're closest to as well as to God. Another reason that we struggle with hearing God may be that we know how to listen, but we just don't do it. Right. (laughs) You ever had a conversation with the other person where you know that person is not listening, like with your spouse, not considering anything you're saying? They're just waiting for their turn to talk. I mean, it's almost like they're on the edge of their seat waiting to be able to say something. Or if you had a friend who never lets you get a word in edgewise, that friendship doesn't last long usually. It's too one-sided. Sometimes we're just not hearing God because we're too busy talking. Or maybe you're too focused on your own worry. You know, have you ever tried to talk to someone who's hysterical or anxious? They're in no frame of right to listen. If you're letting yourself get chewed up and spit out by anxiety, it's hard for God to get through. Or could be that you're just too focused on your own agenda. You come to God to give you a holy amen to your plans without stopping and submitting those plans to him and asking him, is this what you want of me? Seldom a good idea. But, you know, God is about relationship. He's not feeding you step-by-step directions for your plans. And when our attitude is just, I want an answer to my question right now or help with this decision, you know, that doesn't build relationship. And we'll be talking more about this as the podcast goes on. Right. I've been reading a great book, you guys. It's by Dallas Willard, and it's really in preparation for this podcast. And it's something I've been interested in to hear what he'd have to say on this topic. And the book is called Hearing God. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and we will have a link in the show notes because a lot of our material here is from that book. And I highly recommend that you give that a read. So anyway, Willard gives an example in the book about how we can be so focused on simply wanting to follow directions, that we miss the one thing God wants with us. He wants relationship. And I personally, I fall into this. It's easy because I'm very duty-oriented. I'm hyper-responsible. <laughs> Ask Karen. <laughs> She'll tell you. But, and this is my paraphrase example here from Willard's book. Imagine if you had a child who wanted to please you all the time, sure, and was constantly asking, what do you want me to do next? What do you want me to do next? That would drive you crazy. (laughs) Because your joy as a parent isn't about giving that kid orders all day long and watching them follow each one. God's delight in us is in that relationship. It's in knowing Him and in watching our character grow. So we know what pleases Him and in participating with Him in the work of His kingdom. That's joyful relationship. And that's a perfect example, the child with a parent, because a lot of relationship between a child and parent doesn't come just from conversation. It comes from resting with each other, from the parent holding the child, from that sense of being able to savor who you are together. And that's what God is looking for. So another reason we can have trouble 
hearing God is because we want or expect to see the big picture all at once. You know, we're like, I, I want to do what you want me to do, Lord. So just unfold your grand plan. <laughs> right. And, you know, if I like it or if I know where I'm going, then I'll just move forward with you. Well, if you did that, first of all, that grand plan most likely would terrify you yes. in its grandness and you'd run away. But think about how Moses felt when God told him to go to Pharaoh in Egypt to lead the Israelites out. I mean, that was big enough and it was terrifying for I mean, his response was, here am I, Lord. Send Aaron. You know? yeah, send someone else. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea, God. Could you have someone else do it, please? So um, much. how much more so if Moses had known about the entirety of what was going to happen about the plagues and that he'd be leading a rebellious multitude of Israelites around in the wilderness and that he would be doing that for 40 years. Yes. You know, so what would your relationship be? with God become if you had the grand plan all at once. Think about the other relationships in your life. They're a process of getting to know each other, like we talked about with a parent and a child, spending time together, going through a variety of experiences together. When we've been through tough situations with friends or family at our side, that's when we develop trust and learn to appreciate each other. That's where love for one another grows. God wants relationship with us. He wants us spending time with him, talking to him, crying on his shoulder, rejoicing with him. He wants to be a part of every aspect of our lives. And that, friends, is a process. Right. I think related to this, uh, we might have trouble or struggle to hear God because what we're really doing is seeking God's direction because deep down, we want a guaranteed outcome. You know, uh, if I'm sure that God told me to write, then it'll be worth it. It'll be successful. Or if I know he wants me to go with Agent A over Agent B or pick the right marketing strategy or whatever, it'll go well. Again, we've lost the idea of hearing God in relationship. He's not in this for our marketing success. Okay, that is not his agenda. And let me tell you, just because God tells you to do something, still that's not going to guarantee success. You know, right. uh, God chose Saul, King Saul, to be the king of Israel. That didn't mean Saul was going to do it right. He had right. a serious failure. So just just back off on the idea or seek. Seek deep and decide for yourself, am I asking this because I just want to know that everything's going to come out okay? Well, and recognize that what God is concerned about is eternity. He's concerned about you as a reflection of him and of his son. He's concerned about refining you into that reflection. We were just doing a reading this morning from Streams in the Desert, and it was saying that the trials that we go through are what he uses to refine us and to make us ready for eternity. So absolutely build relationship, absolutely build that trust in God, but recognize God's plans are far different from ours. Another reason we have trouble hearing God sometimes is that deep down, we just don't expect him to communicate with us, you know, to actually talk with us. I mean, maybe we think we're not important enough that it's just for the extremely holy people right. or Christian leaders or even just people in the Bible. 
Ah, but guys, remember in Mark chapter 10, how Jesus rebukes the disciples because they were stopping the little kids from coming to him, from talking to him. Jesus wanted them to come, to climb up in his lap. That's not just some random story in the Bible. That's a picture of how God longs for it to be between us and him. Every child of God is just that, his child, you are God's child. He sent his son to die for you so you could be in his family. There's a bond there, a communication that takes place in healthy families, and it's constant. And it doesn't have to have words. It can be in silence. It can be in laughter. That's what he wants with us. Now, some of you guys might come from broken or dysfunctional families. Maybe you had a terrible parental relationship um, with your parents or whatever. Maybe you have a hard time picturing this. If so, it might help you to think about Jesus as your shepherd, as leading you, like it says in Psalm 23, beside quiet waters, refreshing your soul, guiding you in paths of righteousness. And in verse 5, listen to this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. There's an intimacy of relationship, guys, in this whole psalm. Think of a quiet dinner for two at a really nice restaurant, (laughs) and it's just you and God. And and there's people sitting at other tables. They're not even part of the the table. They're far away in the midst of a noisy world, even with enemies around you. No one, no one can intrude on your table. God is focused on you at that table, you and you alone. And what are you doing? You're having a quiet, intimate conversation, communication, just even being with each other. That's relationship. And that's what God wants with you. So what's another reason you may have trouble hearing from God? Could be you're looking for this big flashing sign rather than a still small voice. Sure, God has used and can use many different ways to communicate with us. For example, sometime a big phenomenon like Moses in the burning bush or Paul with the blinding flash and audible voice, that happens. Or dreams and visions or visits from angels. We can see all of these in the Bible. And some of you may know people who've experienced things like this. But the thing is, we tend to overvalue those big, flashy events because they seem larger than life. And so, of course, that's very godlike and somehow more spiritual. And we undervalue simple, direct communication. But God communicated to Elijah in a gentle whispering in 1 Kings 19, 11 through 12, at one of the most terrible times in Elijah's life. Right. Think of that. He's running away and he's so upset and people are trying to kill him. And God gives him that gentle whisper, not a big flashy sign. You know, and then look at how God speaks to Samuel uh, in 1 Samuel 16, when he tells him to go and anoint one of Jesse's sons as the next king after Saul. And God and Samuel have this whole conversation as each of Jesse's sons are paraded in front of Samuel. And Samuel's thinking about the first one, Eliab. Oh, this must be the guy. He's big. He's handsome. And God's like, no, I look at the heart. This isn't the guy. You know, well, okay, this is not communication in some big flashing sign. And it's not like they're having an audible conversation 
conversation in front of Jesse and all his sons. This is God speaking in Samuel's thoughts and in his heart, and it's clear, it's easy to understand communication. Samuel's had this whole lifetime of experience listening to God's voice and becoming familiar with it. This is probably the most common way that God communicates us through our own thoughts, through our own words, that we grow to recognize as His, not ours. There's a totally different quality to them, and we're going to be talking more about that. But let me also say that God speaks to us through others as well. We need to be tuned into that possibility. I mean, consider who the truth speakers are in your own life. Consider how sometimes even a stranger can say something that hits you hard. It helps you see something more clearly. When that happens, know it. That's God. Of course, we always have to test these things because people are fallible, but it does happen. Maybe a friend shares the perfect scripture to minister to you, or a sermon, or a book, or an article. Something hits home in a way that's specific to you, and you know it's meant for you. It has special emphasis, special impact, and it's an authority that strikes home in your heart. Or maybe, and this happened to me, actually, when I first met Karen, (laughs) when she was giving me feedback about who I was as a writer, it was like God was ringing a bell in my mind telling me, pay attention, this is important. (laughs) It was like his, you know, hello, this is what you need to hear. You know, sometimes you're going to get that little ding, you know, that little bell that tells you to pay special attention. This is one of the things that the body of Christ is all about. It's speaking words of exhortation and encouragement from God to each other, like it says in first, uh, like it says in Colossians uh, three sixteen. Another reason you may not be hearing from God, and we all know if this is true or not in our lives, is when we walk in sin of some sort, that separates us from God and from his voice. He warns us about that over and over in Scripture. It's so easy for us to think, you know, this is just a little thing, and and it won't hurt anything. But when we walk in a constant sin, or we continue to do some habitual sin, it does hurt somebody. It hurts us in our relationship with God. And we see examples of this in Scripture and even in our lives today. In Isaiah 59, 1 through 2, it says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. In James 4, 4, he tells us, You adulterous people, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So God's people, us included, and people in the Bible that we have seen again and again, we turn to idols. An idol is anything that we value more than God, anything that we treasure more than God, and it comes out in subtle or not so subtle ways. Are we truly asking for God's direction or wanting to hear from him because we want what he wants no matter what? That requires some soul searching, guys. I can guarantee Mm. that what God wants isn't going to be about your glory. It's going to be about his glory and about how you can become a better servant, a better reflection of who God is. So what are we saying? 
bottom line, what we're saying and talking about hearing from God and listening to God is it's not about a to-do list. It's not about doing things better. It's not about having a better prayer life um, or spending more time in devotion time. It's about being with God. It's about building relationship with Him. It's about savoring your time with God, sharing your joys, sharing your sorrows, just like you do when you're building friendship with a person. And when you spend that time with Him, just like you do with the human friends that you have, you come to a place where you know their voice and you hear from them more often and you can tell them things you can't tell anybody else and you have that grounding of faith and trust It's being closer to God by spending time with Him. And we'll talk about that more in our next podcast. But we want to give you time to think about what we've been saying here, to consider it prayerfully. And if you struggle with having the sense that you're hearing from God or with listening to God, consider the things that we're saying here, pray about them, and then let's talk in our next podcast about how we hear. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone else who needs this podcast, please share it. You can find backlist episodes and lots more resources at our website, rightfromthedeep.com. Yep, we'd love to connect with you guys there. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen. Amen.